Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and today I have a special guest, someone that I rarely ever see or talk to. Just kidding. My own dad, who lives with me. I live with you, don't I, Dad? Oh, yeah? One or the other. (laughs) So I have Ronnie Shaw on the podcast today, which is exciting for me. Maybe not so much for him. He's battling a little bit of a cold and congestion in that, but uh, he's a trooper to do this anyway. And I wanted to start with his life verse, which will be familiar to many of you, if not all of you. It's a great passage. Read the whole chapter. We're just going to start with John 3.16, which is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I know some of you remember that, that he says that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so, Dad... Yeah. Isn't, isn't that a great verse to read? Oh, that that, that says it all. <laughs> that says it all about the Lord. I mean, you know, when I first read that, I, I couldn't believe it. I, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you got saved late in life. How old were you when you yeah, got I was, saved? I was 25. 25. And you'd never, never really heard the gospel, right? No, I never. Nobody ever told me about the gospel. I, I heard the name of the Lord's name, but but I didn't really know he was Lord, and uh, I never even thought about that. And I, I was telling your mother some years ago, I said, you know, if we had a song out in the 60s, uh, uh, he's got the whole world in his hand. Yeah. And I never even thought about who it really was. I mean, that's just how far, you know. Yeah. And today... Today I see people on TV and I look at them and I thought, how in the world can them people be do them things? And I thought, and I think the Lord reminds me, well, that was you years ago too. That's right. You didn't know. You didn't know. It's it's really sad. Sad when you when you think back of what of what you didn't know. <laughs> uh, well, it, people think you're ignorant. You just you, you didn't know. I mean, your mother told me about Jesus, and I and then I said, "What? I can't believe this." So we started reading, and and the whole book of John is great. Uh, you get into the later chapters, you know. It's uh, I don't have a Bible from me, but the later chapters, it's, you know, you just you, it, it ask believing, you know, and. Uh, and the twenty-third psalm is a great psalm too for people. Uh, man, when you hear that, the Lord's my shepherd; <laughs> I shall not want. And uh, I used to know that by heart, but I can't. I don't know if I can even say it all right now. I can't. My memory's not like it was. That's for sure. But that's a great psalm. When I was when I get down years ago, you get down a little bit. I just I just quote that to myself. You know. And uh, how can you be depressed? <laughs> That's right. Well, in Psalm 23, is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me 
Beside still waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Dad, your your surely goodness and mercy is following you all the days of your life. You're you're a person that uh, that is certainly true of. It hasn't been a perfect life by any stretch, but um, you can no. see the Lord's goodness and mercy in your life, can't you? Oh, I've I've been blessed. I've really been blessed. Uh, yes, uh, I was 25 when I saved. Asked the Lord to come into my heart. Oh, I knew. <laughs> I knew that night that he did. And uh, so I was in a tent revival down in Florida. Your mother and I, we just got married not too long. April 1966, and we got married in uh, uh, July 1965. <clears throat> and we lived in Florida. And some people was witnessing to me at the Baptist church, but I don't know. I, nothing just really happened. We were going and then had this revival in this little town we were at. And so we were there, and I was sitting there next to the aisle, and your mother sitting next to me. And this preacher was talking. I don't even know what he was talking about, to tell you the truth. And I can't remember anything he said. And I just felt like I need to go forward. So... I stood up, you know, at the, well, I guess I was probably standing anyway. We were singing Just As I Am or something, I'm sure. And uh, I stood up, and, and I felt, well, I need to go up. I'm in. <laughs> and so I tried to move, and I couldn't move my – I was on the left side there. I tried to move my right foot to get an aisle, and I couldn't raise my foot. I was kind of frozen, and I can remember that. And finally, I was able to, to get my foot up. And move over, and I got my other one up, and and seemed like every step forward towards the altar there was easier. And that's why I tell a lot of people: just take that first step forward to the Lord, and it gets easier. And that's the way it was with me; it got easier every step. And then when I went up front, and somebody took me in the back, and they told me about Jesus, and, and I repented. And, Asked the Lord Jesus to come into my heart and save me. And I knew right then something was different. Now, my, I didn't change overnight, but some things, but, uh, but I just felt different. I really felt different. And then uh, later, a few months later, uh, we moved back to Kentucky, where my wife is from, and joined the church where she was pianist and the organist for years. A little girl, and uh, I started going, and pastor, and he took me under his wing, and the pastor did, and and uh, and I was, and I smoked, didn't drink, but I smoked, and and I just felt like I shouldn't be smoking, so I asked the Lord to deliver me, and He did. And I never 
And that was back in 67, probably. And I haven't had the urge to have to, to smoke since then. And uh, so I'm just, I'm just blessed. I, uh, I've always had good health until about 70 when I started getting a little sick. I'm 79 now, but, but I'm still pretty good. I can't run like I used to when I used to jog, but, but I'm still doing good. And I can't remember things sometimes. My, my memory's not too good. I can't remember names as much as I used to, but I'm still blessed. God has really blessed me and and my wife, and uh, we've had 55 years of marriage, and uh, we had our ups and downs, but it's never been, it's always been, even when the downs, were, it was up, you know, because we had the Lord with us. That's the key. If I hadn't found the Lord, I probably wouldn't have been married a year, you know. It's just just the way it is. I see that in young couples today. Even Well, and for but, uh, our listeners, this is Ronnie Shaw, my dad. We actually lived together, so I was joking about not seeing him or talking to him because yeah. I see him talk to him about every day, which is good. And, um, Amen. And he, um, he is the frontline office manager person that you talk to when you call in to the 205-910-0085, you talk to Ronnie Shaw, and he will take a message, hopefully if he has paper and pen. He's retired, <laughs> <laughs> but he's been a volunteer with the ministry for, I don't know, 15 years maybe, or however long we've existed. It's, it's been a while, yeah. And uh, has touched a lot of people. It's funny, the story I tell people is uh, there was one time I was coming into. Uh, Bethel Baptist Church there on Moody, and um, I was coming in, and um, the people that came in, you know, I thought they wanted to meet me because I'm an author, and, you know, I'm famous, <laughs> and I speak, and I thought, man, they want to meet me, and they were like, who are you, you know, and I said, oh, I'm Mark Shaw, oh, okay, yeah, great, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, and then they go, we really want to meet Ronnie, and, <laughs> and I uh I laughed. I said, oh, well, he's right over here and went over there. And he was the celebrity they wanted to meet, not me. So that was good. That kind of put me in my place. But uh, I don't blame them for wanting to meet you. But they had connected with you on the phone. That's why I tell that story. It's funny to me because people, you know, you'll pray for people. You would encourage them to come into counseling. You'd call them and remind them of their appointments and talk to them and really right. get a relationship with them. It wasn't just you were calling them to remind them of appointment. You were calling to check on them and see how they're doing and that yeah. they had an appointment again, and you would do all that. Yeah. Yeah, that was some good years there. that We had counseling uh, and get to talk to the people on the phone. Then you see them in person when they come for their appointments. And uh, it's, uh, they had some good years there helping people. I never will forget one time, Mark had about uh, three or four appointments set up and that day. And uh, somebody called and said, I need to see Mark. And I said, well, I don't know. He's filled up. I said, hold on. So I went and asked Mark. He said, yeah, I'll take him. So I put him in. And, and I, that happened about four times. Instead of having about four appointments, he had about eight. And he was there 
till late all day. And counseling's rough, you know, <laughs> these people with problems. <clears throat> so the next day I saw him and he said, Dad, don't ever do that to me again. I said, what's that, Mark? He said, give me that many appointments. I said, Mark, I didn't. I said, I told you that they wanted to see. And he said, put them in. Let me see. I said, you done that. I didn't do that to you. And he says, oh, oh, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed. <clears throat> but the next time, I didn't do that. Because uh, I saw that that wasn't good. It, it wasn't wasn't good for Mark uh, <laughs> to have that many. Well, but, uh, but Mark, I just want to say that to say this, that Mark is such a kind person that he really wants to talk to people, help people. And, and he just can't turn, he couldn't turn people down of not trying to help them. I mean, he really has a love to, to help those on addiction. And, uh, and and that's that's the key right there. That's that's why Mark writes books. It's not <laughs> make money. I, he told me how much he made off a book, and I couldn't believe it. I said, "What? That's not much at all." And uh, so it's not about making money. It's about helping people. And and through that, I have seen how God has really blessed him and his family because it's not money. It's helping people. That that Mark is is in, does he does it for that, and, uh, and it's really great, and that's why God's blessed him, and I'm really glad to see that <clears throat> that He has blessed him, and uh, it just thrills me uh, to see. And I used to go to <clears throat> conferences with him, and or in churches that he was talking, teaching, teaching. And I'd come in the room, you know, and Mark would be talking to people, and, and I'd just walk in, and I didn't know the people, and nobody even talked to me. And Mark say, oh, here's my dad. And he didn't, everybody wanted to talk to me then. But before that, nobody would even <laughs> talk to me, you know. So uh, so it's great. Uh, I've really been blessed in my, my wife been blessed also we're we're a blessed couple we have another son and he's he we're blessed with him too and i have four grandchildren and i'm blessed with two daughter-in-laws that we're blessed with and uh, i just can't stop talking about how god has blessed me <laughs> really <clears throat> and uh, to live this long uh, with my wife and uh, she still talks to me <laughs> Bare, barely no i'm kidding <laughs> no she's but, probably uh, listening in right now we better be yeah. better be careful but yeah <laughs> it's great uh i i would encourage you know anybody to, to, to ask the lord jesus to come into their heart repent before we all have fallen short and have sinned against god and repent and ask him to come in your heart and save you, baptize you, and be in the family of God. It's it's the best family going. I want to tell you. <clears throat> so that's right. We we have a great family. I mean, I think about 
in terms of this ministry, the reason I wanted to have you on was a lot of people call the ministry, they talk to you, they know you. So probably folks, friends from Bethel and Philadelphia Baptist Church and our Birmingham friends and then folks yeah. that knew you in Indiana and that would want to hear how you're doing and, and all that. So I wanted to have you on the podcast to, so they could hear your voice and know you're doing okay. Um, yeah. But it is the yeah, family well, of God that uh, is the family to belong to, and you're an evangelist at heart. You want to see people saved, which is why John 3.16 is your life verse. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to uh, you go into a place, doctor's office, sitting there and talking to people, and they're Christians, you can talk to them. Because they're in the family, you know? And it's just great to talk to other Christians, the strangers, the strangers for a little bit until you get to talk to them. And uh, and it's just great. It's really great to be able to talk to other Christians and then talk to other lost people. You tell them about Jesus. Tell them how wonderful he is. I, I wish people would have told me the first 25 years of my life about Jesus, but I, no one ever did. And I'm not critical of that. There was a time, and the time was right for me to be saved. There's a time, so I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful. Well, and, and I mean, you were instrumental in leading me to Christ and leading Mary to Christ. Obviously, God saves us, but he used you to do that. And David, my brother, and others, I mean, you've you've been an evangelist your whole life. You didn't even know it before I was saved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess you're evangelist once you're saved. That's that's a good correction. That's a good theological correction. Everyone listening is going to love that. His dad just corrected his theology. That's good. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, oh, goodness. Well, uh, I appreciate this. I I just got the call a few minutes ago, and he said, you want to talk? And I said, well, what do I talk about? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, we can edit some bad things. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your grandson will take care of you on that. Yeah, i, I got a grandson that's really special. Two grandsons and two granddaughters who are real special to me and help me do things for me. Yeah. And for me and my wife, and we're just blessed to be here with Mary, Mark's wife, and Mark, and two boys and two girls. <clears throat> we are so blessed. I, I just, I've told my wife many times, could you believe how blessed we are? You know? And, <laughs> I mean, I would have never thought it back when, that night, in April 1966, when I asked the Lord to come out, I would never have guessed what the Lord has done for me. And I haven't always been faithful to him, but but I he, one thing about our Lord Jesus, he's a forgiving God. We ask forgiveness, and he forgives us if we ask it, if we're sincere in asking. And he will forgive us. He's forgiven me for a lot, and I really appreciate it. 
Well, that's uh, Psalm 23. The, the uh, anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows, and good, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will yes. dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I can't think yeah. of a better ministry where people call in and they're hurting and they're looking for help, and they get to talk to you, and you can... Oh, yeah try to help them. You you help them a lot and you sometimes pray for them right then and there, pray for them later, but you uh, point them to help and get them the help they need. And you've been doing that for over 10 or 12, I don't know how many years we've been doing this. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. So you've been doing that for a long time and, um, you know, physically you can't get around like you used to, but you can still get around okay. But um, yeah, but you get tired, but still you answer that phone really all hours of the day, which is not good. I don't want our listeners to call you a little too late. Yeah, at I usually, night. <laughs> I usually cut it off at night. I mean, I don't cut it off, but I don't answer it. Yeah. But it's been, <laughs> you've been almost 24 hours answering that phone and trying to help people just cause you have a heart to help people. And that's probably where I get it from, you know, and mom, you guys have been a good, well, I think you get it from Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, correcting my theology again. They're going to love that. Oh, man, his dad cracked him twice. <laughs> well, it's if good. If it wasn't for Jesus, I tell you, if it wasn't for Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we we would be like some of those poor people I see on TV that yeah. just have no no life. No understanding. It's so sad. Yeah, and they're poor. Not you're not talking financially. You're talking spiritually. No, poor. Yeah. spiritually, they might yeah. be millionaires. <laughs> yeah, but it's sad. You know, you think about the Lord up in heaven looking down. Yeah, and it, it makes us sad when we see those people. How sad does it make him feel when he sees that? You know, when he knows he knows it. You know, but it's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he he loves them. He loves us, and we're he thankful. He sure does. Yeah. And let, let's pray, you know, that someday these these people will, 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 like me, will become children of the Most High. That's right. Jesus Christ. That's right. Well, we're going to wrap up our segment here. Uh, if you... Remember Dad, and you've talked to him in the past. Want to talk to him again? He still answers the 205-910-0085 line. We may make a change in that one day soon or in the distant future. We'll see. But uh, for right now, you can catch him on that number if you want to give him a call and talk to him. I'm sure he would enjoy that. And uh, and uh, And we're looking forward to the summit, which is coming up in just a little over a week or so. And so... Uh, you may be able to see Dad at that. Dad may not be at that in-person event, but um, he might make an appearance through Zoom or something. You never know. But my dad, Ronnie Shaw, is an important part of the Addiction Connection and Truth and Love Ministries before that and, uh, and, and serves in other ways that people never see or know about. But he and my mom are a big part of this as well as Mary and the four kids, so all eight of us live, living in one house, serving in one ministry, worshiping at one church, Grace Fellowship Church, which we love, and uh, and so we're just one big 
happy, dysfunctional, no, <laughs> sinful, <laughs> sinful, but forgiven family. So, uh, so Amen. thanks. Thanks dad for joining us on the podcast today. Well, I, I appreciate it. I hope I said the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're, we can edit out. We got Mark Edward. We can edit out. <laughs> 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 well, I want to, well, I want to thank the listeners for supporting this ministry and, uh, and I pray that uh, we can be a blessing to you. So thank you for joining me on the Addiction Connection Podcast. Take care and God bless.